All right, Cassie, thank you for for joining me. I yeah. appreciate it. So tell me about yourself. Um, so I'm 28. I live in Missouri. Um, I have a six-year-old daughter. Um, I'm super into the paranormal. I've had a lot of experiences, so that's me. So what, <laughs> what got you started in the paranormal? Hmm. I don't know. I've always really been into it. Like my parents always had me watch like scary movies and they never really affected me. They just kind of like gave me that thrill. Um, ghost adventures for sure. <laughs> that was one of the first things that I used to watch. I don't know. I've just always kind of been into it. All right. So you're a medium, correct? I guess I wouldn't technically say I'm a medium. I don't know, to be honest. Um, most of the experiences that I have are just like clairvoyancy. So. And when did that start to happen? How old were you? What happened? Like, Give me, give me the 411 on that. Okay. So I would say about nine, nine to 10, somewhere around there. That was really the first thing that I experienced. Um, I kind of just like was already into watching paranormal shows. So I was with my family one day and I came inside and everyone else was still outside I saw a little shadow like walk through my house and thought it was my little brother. And he walks in a few minutes later and I'm like, were you just in here? Like what happened? Like what's going on? So that was like the first time that I ever saw anything physically. Um, clairvoyancy stuff has always kind of been a thing for me. I used to have really bad dreams as a kid. So just kind of growing into adulthood, I've always kind of seen things in my mind, but I didn't know that it was clairvoyancy until like probably three years ago. Now that's funny. Cause I had a similar experience when I was 10, um, my grand, the night before my grandfather died and actually yeah. tomorrow's 23 years ago. Um, I had a dream that he passed away. And then Father's Day of 2000, my father calls me and is crying because Aww. my grandfather had passed away. So it's kind of crazy that like a lot of people that I talk to are around this 9, 10, 11 range and this stuff starts to happen. <laughs> and, and then, you, you know, and I wrote in a story recently, I'm like, was it just me being a 10 year old realizing that he was sick? Or was it something more? And and then it's kind of developed into, like, I can, I wouldn't say I'm more clairvoyant. I'm, I'm good at, I guess I could pick up on people's energy. Yeah. Now, can you relate to that? Do, can you mm -hmm. pick up? Okay, you can pick up on. Yeah. <laughs> I have, like, my main ability, I guess you could say, is clairvoyancy. Because I usually have, like, visions and if I'm connecting with an actual spirit, then like they show me parts of their life that they want me to kind of relate to, I guess, and whatever they want to tell me. But it's also like, I can sense them around me. So it's sometimes they don't want to show me or they may not have energy to show me, but I can sometimes smell them. Like I smell colognes, um, cigarette smoke, stuff like that. I, I have all the abilities, but I mainly just have clairvoyancy. Like, that's my prominent one. Now, have you had someone beyond the grave reach out to you and be like, hey, can you tell my loved one something? Or can you help help get my message across? Lots, yeah. Lots of them. Do you find it annoying or do you find it... <laughs> I mean, be like, I just need five minutes to myself. No. Uh, so, so what is the craziest thing that a spirit has actually told you or asked of you? Uh, well, I wouldn't say they ask or tell me to do things. Like they mainly just, um, it's like they need someone to hear them out 
so I can give their message to their families or really just hear them out, you know? Um, I'm trying to think of a time maybe that one has said something weird, but no, it's usually mainly like, please tell my family I'm okay or tell them I'm sorry or something along those lines. They just want their family to like have peace of mind. Okay. And I want to apologize. If you hear thuds, I have a 15 month old that is running around and she is having a grand old time up there. So, uh, so the joys of being a parent and try to, yeah. So the piece that I'm writing is um, the paranormal community. And if you look at like the major TV shows, it's, it's very male dominated. And it's kind of yeah. hypocritical of me to sit here and write an article about how men dominate the, the, the paranormal community. And I'm writing a story about the women that are breaking those gender roles. Um, oh. So that's, that's what I am featuring you as part of the, the, the strong females that are, you know, trying to get in this, unfortunate male dominated field because i mean let's be honest like okay so you got kindred spirits that's got one female you got project fear that's got one female you got uh ghost hunters that's got one female yeah. like like and then most of the youtube channels the the major ones are mostly male dominated channels but then you got people like sky who you were just on on her podcast earlier today, um, the day that we're recording this, um, she is an up and coming person on Facebook. She's always in the top five upcoming creators. She's got over 5,000 yeah. followers. Like, so I, I'm writing this article trying to get your guys's message. I'm using, I guess, my medium you know to to get my message across i mean because i don't know like i'm trying to not make an idiot of myself right now like <laughs> so you get like ghost adventures that like it's it's demon 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 and it's and it's not like it kind of gives the paranormal community like a bad I wouldn't say, yeah. I, I, you know what? I would say it. I'm not a big fan of Zach Baggins. I've never <laughs> really liked the show. So people are going to attack me for it. But then you got people like you that are actually doing good and actually contributing. And your voice is not being amplified enough. Oh. Well, I don't know. I, I honestly don't really, you know, I haven't thought about making this like a career, which that would be awesome. This is my passion. It's always been something that I've really related to, but I don't know. They, they do dramatize it quite a bit and it puts the fear of the paranormal in a lot of people because especially being like in the Bible belt, like people just around here, especially just don't, they can't like relate to it they think it's like demonic and it's only because shows and movies do that. Like it's not as terrifying as what the shows make it seem. Right. And it, it, it's, it's like, there's always something that's very controversial, something that's very skeptical. And then people are like, Oh, this is fake. This is fake. And then you got you or sky or Brittany and Lisa or drew Christina and Kennedy, all the, all the other, the women that I'm interviewing for this piece. And, and they're actually out here telling the stories of, of those lost spirits and their voices are, your voices are not being amplified, but you got people like Zach Baggins, who <laughs> I, I, I keep bringing them up. He's like the voice of the paranormal community. He's like the 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 big and it's like yeah. that's not right. Like we need to amplify and 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 put up people like you on a pedestal 
speak for the, the to speak for the paranormal community so people understand it's not this big scary thing like now i'm a chicken okay and I, i'll fully admit like i i screamed like a little girl on my first paranormal investigation so which which my wife was with me for that and she's laughing at me like she's one of those fearless people and it's like and i think and I brought this up to Sky. I feel like the spirits tend to mess with men more because we're supposed to be the, you know, the big, but we're not. It's yeah. it's the women that are the, the fearless. <laughs> like, like, so what was your first like location that you have gone and explored or investigated? Mm, I don't really do investigations. Like I'm really just... I live in a small town, so there's not a lot here to just go and investigate. Um, it's really like I just go to graveyards and cemeteries and hang out until a ghost talks to me. Or I could be laying in my bed and one would come in my room, you know. It's really anywhere. But I don't investigate, like, go to these big places that are widely publicized. Okay. So... You say spirits have actually come to your bedroom and actually had conversations with you. Yeah. What was your reaction the first time that happened? <laughs> um, I kind of just questioned everything um, before I even knew what it was. Uh, it, it didn't scare me because I was excited for it. Like I was open to it. So I think that like, it's never really terrified me. It's more interested me, but I questioned it when it first happened. And like the first experiences, when I look back, I'm just like, I was doubting myself and thinking that, Oh, you know, what they're showing me in my mind is like just me picturing things. You know, it's, it's kind of like when someone reads a book and they play out a scene and you can see it in your mind. And so that vision, like I'd always get visions of stuff or, really crazy spiritual dreams and then wake up and have to like explain to someone that I had a dream about them and like, Hey, I had a dream that you were upset or like going through a hard time. Like, are you okay? It turns out they're not. And maybe that was a message, you know? So I was always questioning if it was a message, like, why am I getting these messages and what I can do about it? You know? So then I started to do more research. Now, what do your friends and family think of this? Um, I have, I feel like they're supportive. Like my, my friends are definitely supportive. Some of them are actually into it. Um, my family, not so much. They're just kind of leery about it. They're religious. So it seems like cultish to them or like demonic or something. But my experiences aren't really negative. Like I don't really have really scary you know, demonic stories, but I don't know. My family's just like, I, I don't want to know about it. Like, don't tell me anything. Okay. So you said you have a daughter who's six. Yes. Do you worry if she would have a special gift too, like you, or do you kind of hope for her so you guys can bond over that? Is that, yeah. Is that something you, you think about or worry about? Oh, yeah, all the time. Um, there's been a few times where she's kind of looked up, you know, at something. And I'm like, I feel like something's over there. And she'll just look up and just stare at the wall or something. I'm like, yeah, I, I guarantee she's going to have something because her dad also does. He, he can hear them. So I'm excited for it. I hope she does because it's gotten me through, like, so much it's not just about like speaking to like spirits but it also gives me that like heightened sense of like awareness because I can relate to people more but I can also like read them and feel their true intentions when they just talk to me you know and sometimes spirits have better conversations or better conversation holders than yeah. actual people because people sometimes are annoying so yeah yeah uh, <laughs> So I have a son as I have a son and I have a daughter. I have a, 
uh, my son's seven, and I actually took him on his first paranormal investigation last weekend. Oh yeah, I saw that. And he was. That. He was he was super excited, um, scared of the dark, which is fine. So am I. And I'm 30. I'm 33 years old. And I will admit I am scared of the dark. Um, yeah. So I took him to the Bell Mansion in in Fort Wayne, Indiana, um, just because it's five minutes from my house, no which way. is which is which is great. Like I live <laughs> I live. So I live like 40 minutes from the, the shabby owl where sky goes. Right. Uh, I live two and a half hours from Eloise. I live four hours away from uh, Waverly. I live three hours away from uh, Indiana State <laughs> Sanatorium. I live an hour and a half away from uh, Randolph County Infirmary. So I'm like, wow. in the, and like there are places not too far from here that Destination Fear is gone, like Defiance High School. That's 45 minutes from my house. So... That like is so cool. So like I'm I'm kind of lucky, but like you said you're in a small town. Like what's keeping you from venturing into these big, you know, locations or some of these other places that have such reputations? It's a dream to go to those places. One money you know, I am a single parent and I'm doing it all by myself. So it's very hard, but I don't have like a paranormal team to go with me. And I feel like some of these places are like a little bit dangerous. You know, you have to worry about like homeless people and squatters and stuff. And I don't know if I want to go alone, but I think it, it would be a lot easier if I had a paranormal team to kind of go with and like, figure out locations but there's not much around here now i i watched the the podcast with you and sky you should come to indiana we have yeah. a ton and, and we can we can investigate together that would yes. be that would be fun like do a tour of all the haunted places here because yeah. there are a ton yeah it sounds like it luckies i know it's there's nothing in missouri <laughs> i know Except the Ozarks. That's about it. Yeah. Which is still kind of far away from me. So, you know, but yeah, I'd love to do that. That's a dream of mine. Come. I, uh, I, I get, I get it. I get it. You said single mom. I get it. Yeah. I get it. When you do get the time, let me know. And uh, yeah, we would, I would, I would love to, to go into these places that I've already been to and just to see what, what happens with you, like your, your interaction with these spirits. Cause I know what I've experienced, but yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't say as sensitive as you are. Right. Yeah. I, I think it'd be a whole different experience with equipment. Like, I feel like it would be a lot more informative because I feel like my experiences only last like maybe five minutes. So I I'm so excited to use equipment and see what we get. It's uh, you know, I, I just started buying equipment this year. Um, I had used equipment in the past, like other people's equipment. And I'm like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I need my own equipment. Um, it's not cheap. Yeah. So I, so I started off with the easy stuff. I bought the cat balls cause they're, they're, they're like 15 <laughs> bucks on Amazon and you get yeah. like 10 of them and, and like you get two of them that don't work, but I mean, they're a great tool <laughs> to use. And, and I, you know, I, I love the cat ball because they're just simple. You sit it there. Hey, can you, you make it go off and boom, they, yeah, they, they're like cats. They like to, to, to light up and, but then I got a music box and I got a K2 and I've got thermal cameras. I've got, you know, all that. But sometimes I, I feel like I'm carrying a lot when sometimes I can just use my instincts or my, my feelings more. Yeah. That's why I, I'm kind of jealous of you because like, I, I haven't really like, like I've seen, you know, things happen and I can read people, but I haven't had a spirit just reach out and have a conversation. 
like that is that is in my opinion a more valuable tool than any piece of equipment that you can buy it, it's it, yeah. it, it's better than a spirit box it's better than you know because you're you're having this this open communication and and I, you know, I'm interpreting stuff on a spirit box or like the Phasm or, you know, neck, you know, the Phasm app where it, it speaks to you or the Ovulus or something like that. I'm trying to interpret and you're actually having that connection. I, I feel that's, again, I feel that's more valuable than any piece of equipment you can buy because yeah. you can't buy that connection. Yeah. I'm so grateful that I have it, you know, um, all the experiences that I've had is like people that have been through something traumatic and they just need somebody to listen, but it's very valuable, you know, but I think the equipment just kind of amplifies it a little bit. Like they can, I guess, have a physical reaction to it, you know, kind of validating what I would be saying. I feel like if if you go to one of these locations, I'm going to use the Indiana State Sanatorium because it's got such a tragic history. Yeah. Um, I would I like I would want to know like what is happening with you when you go in there because there are so many people that you know there was a murder suicide there there was you know yeah. patient abuse all that traumatic stuff that happened people were going there to die during the TB, you know, when it was a TB hospital. So yeah. like them having you as a conduit to share their message, I, I, I would just, I wouldn't personally use equipment. I would just focus on you like 100% the whole time just to get the stories that are, that are in there. And that's yeah. why, and that's why I do this is because I want to share those stories, you know, and I, I'm yeah. sure that's the same reason that you enjoy doing it. You you get to to share these stories of these lost souls. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm not sure how I'd be in like a bigger place, you know, with a lot of tragedies. Because usually it's just one person that comes up to me and seeks me out. But I think that's what the boundaries are for. And I'm excited. I just, I can't wait to experience something like that. It'll happen. Yeah. It's on the bucket list. <laughs> so, um, does that worry you though? Like going into one of these traumatic locations? A little. Yeah. I mean, I've never experienced it. So I'm sure the first time is probably going to be a little, you know, hectic, but I think it'll be fine, honestly, because it's what I love to do. And I think that they can sense that I'm not there just to, I don't know, do what Zach Bagans does and kind of just provoke them in a way, you know, I'm actually there to help or listen or kind of be just a messenger. And that's, and, and I had a conversation with um, some people that I work with um, in the paranormal world um, about people that go into these locations um, like Pennhurst, they had their pen con convention not too long, about a month ago. And they had a photo booth where people were dressed up in straight jackets and mental, you know, like hospital gowns. And I'm like, that's so disrespectful. Yeah. And it, it's, it's tacky, you know, and then these people that go into these locations and are just, like they trash the locations, they they make a mockery of it, and yeah. there's these people, these spirits that are trapped there forever. This is their forever home, and you're going into there being so disrespectful. Like, I I just can't I can't fathom. Like, yeah, okay, I make jokes when I when I go. Everybody makes jokes when they paranormal, you know, paranormal right. investigate. You know, it's part of it, you know, like, 
my first time ever doing a paranormal investigation, I was with Ghost Hunts USA. I went on one of their tours and they were going over the rules and they're like, hey, there's no smoking in the building. You have to go to the designated area outside. And I chime in. And I was like, or the crematorium. You can you can go smoke in there, <laughs> which is a funny joke. I mean, it's yeah. a funny joke and it's but it's not disrespectful. Right. But there's people that will like damage property or graffiti or or, you know, make a mockery of it. And, and I saw, I've seen that happen and I'm just disgusted by it. Yeah. I think some people like, I think they want the experience, but they don't think about who they're affecting when they do those things. Cause me, if I were a ghost, you know, and I would be stuck in a place like an asylum or something, I wouldn't want someone coming in in a straight jacket just to like mock me. Like, I feel like that's, that is very disrespectful and it would also bring up a lot of trauma and past like memories. Like they're already living there like for eternity. So it's just really sad. It's sad to think about. And it is very sad. And a lot of these spirits, they were tormented when they were living there. And yeah. now you got people coming in doing the exact same thing. And, and it's just, I, I don't know. I find, I find that ridiculous. Like Eloise Asylum in, in Michigan, it's just outside of Detroit, Michigan. They have a haunted house in it. They do a haunted house. Ew. Yeah. I, just, I think that takes away from the authenticity of like the place and the history. It just makes it like a fun house when it's not. I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I guess that's the empath in me, you know, yeah. I, you know, I, uh, you know, I'm a former EMT. So I, I took care of people and, and I, I saw people die. So like, I, I understand like it, Death is, death is a beautiful thing, but it can also be very tragic. Yeah. And these, these spirits have suffered enough tragedy and trauma. We don't need to be doing it as paranormal. We're supposed to be, I mean, it's supposed to be professional, but right. got people not being professional Yeah, I don't know. I guess people just have a different way of going about it. Like some people think that they can get more of an experience if they provoke the spirits. But then they come to me and they're like, I've just had such a tragic past. And I'm like, I'll help you. So do you feel like you're like a, I guess, a therapist for the spirits? Yeah, for sure. Now, have you ever had spirits come back to you? multiple times or has it just been like a one-off this person or one-off that person yeah i think that especially the ones that want to give their message to their loved ones i think that they're really just like they give me such a profound experience and a vision of something that they regret or something that they want to happen um but I, it's usually like once I tell that message, then they're, they're good. I don't know if they cross over or if they're, they're just moving on somewhere else, but it's just for a moment. It's, I don't think I've ever had anyone like come back to me and, and try to give me another message. So you say you go to graveyards. What got you started going to, to graveyards? <laughs> Um, I don't know, because I've always been interested in ghosts and stuff and all the paranormal. So really, um, my ex took me to one and it kind of stuck with me. Like there were so many like children's graves and it's such an old cemetery that I don't know. I was just hooked from there. So now I'm just like, oh, look at that, a graveyard cemetery. So I don't know. It was just that first experience I had that was like very creepy. And I was like, I kind of want to do this from now on. Like, it's so fun. Now you said it's just you. Right. Like, would you ever 
join a team to to go into these locations? Okay. So oh, you yeah. okay. <laughs> Definitely. Maybe, maybe if if someone's reading this article or watching this interview and you're in Missouri or close to Missouri and are looking for somebody like Cassie here, yeah. reach out to her. I mean, yeah, she, she's definitely a tool that we can use in the paranormal community, something positive. Yeah. Or now, anyone's like a teacher. Like I would love to, maybe just get better at it because I've had no training whatsoever, but I'm sure that it would be stronger, maybe more effective if I had some kind of something to compare it to, you know what I mean? Like some kind of guidance or tips and tricks from other paranormals. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, I remember, like I said, my first paranormal hunt, I was just like, what am I doing? What am I doing? And now that I'm, you know, doing it more often, you know, going with these experienced people, Hey, I can, I can do it like this, or I can do it like that. You know, it gives me different, different, you know, options. And, and that, and I hope that is your experience when you do it, you know, when you actually go out now, I lost my train of thought and I apologize. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, the ADHD, you got to love it. Um, yeah. Now, so you said around nine or 10 is when this, so like, were you at home when or, you said you were at home? Now, yeah. now, that house that you were living that you grew up in was there anything tragic that happened there not that i know of um i can i can really have experiences anywhere so something tragic doesn't have to happen there or it doesn't have to be deemed like a haunted place for me to have an experience because it really just happens anytime that i'm like open to it so it could be like the grocery store or something or sitting in my car, you know, it just, that first experience, I think it was just, you know, something passing through. It wasn't something that stayed or the house wasn't haunted or anything. Now, have you ever had it happen while you're like at work or something? I've felt things when I'm like sitting at my desk, you know, but I don't know. You're just I not as open to it. Yeah, like some sometimes, like I mean, before I set boundaries or really knew anything about it, I was just always open and they would just come to me all the time. And then that's when it started to get kind of overwhelming and it was very draining. So I was like, I'm not getting any sleep. Like I would wake up in the middle of the night and like see people standing at the end of my bed. So I had to set boundaries and make sure that they knew like, hey, don't, you know, show yourself at night because I'm not going to be able to sleep for the rest of the night. But I don't know, like, it, it's really just, it's been so much better since setting the boundaries. It's not as intimidating. And setting boundaries is always important. Like, you, you I like to go in and it, into a location and I'll be like, okay, so you can, and this is just me. I'm like, you can use my energy, but you can't attach yourself to me. You can't go home with me, but if you need energy to, to do stuff, you can go ahead and, and, and take it, you know, take some of my energy to, to use. Uh, and I had, and I had to have the conversation with my son, you know, Hey, listen, when we're, when I'm going to be communicating with the spirits, I don't want you saying anything that I'm doing until you've, you've practiced it with me before we go to a real location, because I don't want, I don't know, I guess as a father, I don't want something to attach to my son. Like yeah. I'll take the bullet and get possessed, but I don't want like my son or my wife to, to get possessed. No, I assume that's the same case with you. You, I mean, do you worry that, you know, your daughter starts communicating and then something like, have you had the conversation about boundaries with her or are you just waiting for her to come to you? I 
I try not to talk about it because it kind of freaks her out. You know, she's she's like, do you see any ghosties? And we just kind of like joke about it a little bit, you know. Um, she does really like graveyards. So anytime we pass by one, she's like, let's get out and explore. But so far she hasn't had anything and I haven't taken her anywhere like creepy to actually ghost hunt around her. But yeah, if she if she ends up being into it as she gets older, I feel like, yeah, we would talk about the boundaries. But now, now I'm more of just like, if we go to a graveyard or something, I'm just like, no, no ghosts follow us home. Everyone stays here. Don't attach yourself to us. But yeah, she hasn't, I don't know. I don't really expose her to it, I guess, because it just scares her. Okay. So my son, I was playing with the spirit box. I had gotten a spirit box and I was playing with it. And um, my son says, hi, are there any spirits? And it says, yes. And then he's like, do you want to be my friend? Before I even got a chance to say anything. And it says, yes. No. It says, and I'm like, no, no, no. To whatever spirits here. No. no that no i'm setting a boundary you cannot be friends with emmett you cannot touch emmett you cannot use his energy yeah you must you must you know i set a, a boundary and you know i shut it off and i had a conversation i'm like you can't do that because that's inviting a spirit i mean you, you know they can attach to you and bad yeah. things could happen and and he's like is that why i just got a stomach ache and i'm just like no oh 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 my goodness it's like <laughs> so like being a parent and try to 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 be a paranormal investigator it's it's like hard because you obviously you want to share your 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 passion with your children but then on the flip side this isn't something that's like you know painting pictures where you know yeah this is something that could have serious implications to their physical and mental and yeah. spiritual well-being. Like this is, and I'm not trying to scare people because, you know, going back to what you said, it's not all demons. It, it, yeah. It's not, it's, it's not, but there are bad spirits out there just like there are bad people. And yeah. some of them want to do harm to us or our children and 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 you said it yourself like you're you're kind of worried about that yeah like i would now i feel like i don't have to have that conversation with her because i've got us covered like i have the protection around her house you know and anywhere we go if it's somewhere that i feel the energy or i have a vision or something I push it out and I'm like listen now's not the time she's with me like we're not doing this come back later but it doesn't happen often I feel like they respect the fact that she is a kid I, I don't ever have like super negative experiences with it just burn some sage yeah a couple of white candles <laughs> last time I burned sage I woke up outside of my front lawn so I don't I don't know <laughs> that's a joke that's a joke <laughs> No. Oh my goodness, yeah. So like the paranormal world is so fascinating because it's not like okay, so the investigations have been around since the 70s, okay? So it's still like a fairly new concept and and obviously there are a bunch of skeptics out there. Um like and you know you said your family is a little bit skeptical because of their, their their religious belief what would you say to people that are skeptics i don't have time to prove myself to anyone you know so if they don't believe that's on them they'll find out eventually one day <laughs> but to my family i'm just like you know it's crazy that I had this experience and that it, you know, affected me so much where I cried with the spirit, you know, we cried together and we felt the feelings together. And then I end up messaging one of their family members and they 
kind of corroborate the story. It's wild that it just comes full circle. And it, like I said earlier in Sky's podcast, you know, sometimes it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever, but it makes sense to the other person. But for skeptics, like some people just aren't going to believe and maybe that's not for them, but I'm not here to like prove to anyone anything. I just want to be able to like advocate for the spirits because that's kind of what they need. They do. We are, we are storytellers. Paranormal investigators are the storytellers and we're out here telling the stories of these souls. And I've, I've said it a couple of times in the, in our interview here, like they, so I'm going to go back to Indiana state sanatorium because it's, the location I've been the most. This place shut down in 2000, or 2012 and was abandoned for like 10 years. It was like 2010 or 2012, something like that. It was shut down for 10 years. Right. With nobody going in there. And then all of a sudden you've got all these paranormal groups going in there. And it seems like they just want to share their story. Yeah. So I don't, I don't get when people, you know, mock the paranormal community. Like I've, I've had coworkers of mine at my full-time job mock me and I'm like, come, come to an investigation with me. Come, <laughs> yeah. you, you, I'll pay. Come, come, come investigate with me. And, and I've had people say, okay, you're crazy. And I'm like, that's true, but that's not related to <laughs> to the paranormal world so maybe we are maybe we are crazy but that kind of it gives the ghosts the voice you know that they need someone to have compassion for them too because they were once here but some people are just going to be skeptical their whole lives because mainly it's fear they just don't they don't know anything about it and they see scary movies and you know, hear the stories of like demons and they think that all ghosts are demons. So it just comes from a place of fear and misunderstanding. Well, it's kind of like, okay, so I grew up as a Lutheran. So I grew up, you know, going to church and stuff. And, and, you know, I believe in God and and I'm not going to get into a religious, you know, conversation here, but it's kind of taught like you go to heaven or hell, but there's also purgatory. So, so it's like these people in purgatory did something wrong that they're in purgatory, but that's not always the case. No. And then my argument to these skeptics is energy cannot be created or destroyed. So what happens to our energy when we die? It, It doesn't just not exist anymore. Yeah. I feel like they can't comprehend that though. They're just like, Oh, once we die, we die. And then our spirit goes either one way or the other, but there is an in between. And the paranormal community has lots of proof of this. And I love how it's being like researched now. Like everything is so much more open. Cause I feel like even like 10 years ago, it was so quiet. Like people just didn't, I don't know, broadcast it. Now we can be more open about it. People are like more apt to learn about it. And it's not as scary as it seems. But yeah, I just, I don't know what I would say to skeptics because I just don't, I don't have a need to prove myself. Like I'll just send them screenshots of something. (laughs) Like my messages between these people. So like you... You know, you're just like, you've got so much energy, like, (laughs) like you're like positive energy for the paranormal. You like, you give me hope like (laughs) that we can. And and I talk to all these people, like what's great about it is once you're in the paranormal community, you start meeting more and more people and you realize how intertangled everybody is. And it's, it, it's, it's very crazy. And you give me hope that like you, you know, you can be a positive light and, you know, spread the message. Like there, are, you know, there are hundreds of people 
like you that are out here trying to make a difference in the paranormal community because there is such a negative stigma to it. Yeah. Like, obviously, don't get me wrong. I love the Conjuring movies. Yeah. I love, I, I like, the Warrens were very problematic. Yes, they were. <laughs> they were. And, and I'm going to have people attack me for it. Now, it's now okay. and, and that's fine. We're all entitled to our opinions. I mean, obviously, they started paranormal investigations. What yeah. is paranormal investigations today? But they were very problematic people. Okay. Yeah. Because and, and I and I made a joke. I was cleaning out my garage a few weeks ago and there was a doll in there. There was nothing wrong with this doll, but I made a joke. Sure. I was like, you know what? I can put this on eBay right now, say it's a possessed doll, and, and somebody would buy it for 500 bucks. Yes, yeah. And and there's those people, and the Warrens were were some like, oh, this doll is so possessed, like. Is it though? Is it like kind of like I don't believe these Amityville story? Okay. Yeah. The people that live there now say they've had no paranormal experiences whatsoever. Now, call me a conspiracy theorist, but the guy that did commit the murders, his attorney said, Hey, say I was started. So I think it was a defense tactic to get it could be, uh... to and and they paid the family to go in and live there and say, oh, it's it's haunted. But you go there now. The the current owners have said numerous times, we have had no paranormal activity. So if something were in that house that caused the guy to murder people, then then it would still be there. It's not gone. So, yeah. so explain, like, explain that you, you can't. So these problematic people who get tons of attention, it's always the problem. Zach Baggins, the Warrens, the Amityville story. It's all these problematic people. And then you got people like you, Sky, and all the other women that I'm interviewing for this story that are actually out here doing positive things. And they're, their voices aren't being heard. Yeah. I no. have so many mixed feelings about the Warrens. Like I, I'm not sure to, to if I want to believe it or not, but they have a lot of discrepancies. Like and and they've said themselves like that some like I don't know if it was them or like their family, but it was very dramatized and it was blown out of proportion. Like they make the movie scary for a reason so people can be scared, but that's not actually how the story went down or what happened, you know? And I, I love the movies. Don't get me wrong. Me I, I yeah. love, I, I'm, I'm excited because there's more coming out, <laughs> but that's not how paranormal is. Yeah. But that's how a lot of people see it, especially the skeptics, you know, they see a scary movie and they're like, Oh, that must be how people see ghosts. Like, we all have different abilities that we use and it's not scary. It may have like very traumatic, sad stories, go to these crazy places that have all of these things happen, but it's not as terrifying as some people think it is because of the movies or because of the Warrens, you know, the Warrens were, they were like, you know, Ed was a demonologist, but he didn't have any spiritual gifts. So he was just out here, like, making a mess of the spiritual world, creating all of this stuff. And, like, um, Lorraine had some kind of gifts, but I don't think she was a medium. I think that she, if she was and she had these spiritual gifts, like she had claimed, I feel like she was just only experiencing negative things so it's kind of hard for me to believe them because I have the same things happen to me but I don't have any negative experiences because I, I'm grateful for it but I don't know but why were their notes never published you know what what are the true stories what really happened now I have a question for you now obviously Lorraine really was in the spotlight because of her husband right 
So why is it do you that all these men and the paranormal community that are problematic get their voices heard? Why do you think? I really think that it's because the fear part of it. They want people to feel the fear of it. Like, especially Zach, you know, he is, he's always been kind of like provoking the spirits and just like making it seem so scary, which it is when you're in the moment, but it's not that scary. Like there's no need to scream and run for 30 minutes or like, you know, who's to say that doesn't happen. I don't know, but I feel like it's really just because they want the fame of it. So they publicize it more and they make it seem worse than it is. Now I will say the screaming and running is, is, is legit because I screamed <laughs> and ran when, so I was in the nurse's station at ISS and there's a, a linen closet and this white mist spirit, like this apparition comes out of it and walks right past me. I screamed like a little girl. Okay. If I get my wife down here, she'll be like, oh, it's the, it was the most funniest thing ever. He screamed and everyone was laughing at him. So no, she, she would, she thought she still talks about it because it's funny. Like, so, so right. yes, there are points like, so they moved me out into the hall. There's, there's four hallways that intersect. They sit me right there and six other people witnessed a nurse come out of the nurse's station and put her hand on me and then disappear. <laughs> Did you feel it? Yes. Yes. Cause oh. like, like, like my shoulder was hurting this shoulder. Cause I, I was an EMT at the time and I had like, did something to it, moving a patient. The next day there was no pain. Oh, so you. That's yeah. so cute. But I was scared. Yeah, of course. Like, like, so, so I'm giving him the, the benefit of the doubt that, yes, there are fearful moments in it because you don't know what's going to happen, but they dramatize it. Every because... episode, every, it's like, there's, there has to be a hook for people to be so into it, you know, and they get more views if it's like something wildly scary, you know? Like, oh, this is the night I almost got possessed. Or this is the night that, you know, somebody scratched me three times. That's going to get more views than someone like me posting a story like, oh, I talked to, you know, this person and, and we had a good moment. And it was so happy that we cried. Like, no one's going to want to hear that. It's just the fear part of it. Everyone likes to be scared. Rating cells. That's, that's what it is. Now, have you yeah. thought... Have you thought about like starting a blog or some kind of like writing your stories down and sharing these stories? Have you, have you thought about doing that or? Honestly, no. Like I've, I've thought about starting a podcast of my own and sharing the stories, but I don't know. Do I it. Feel like I feel like I don't have enough to share though. Like stuff happens to me and I kind of just like put it out of my mind. And then, you know, it's not all the time that I have like a really big story and happy moments and all that. Like sometimes it could just be someone passing by and I would catch like their scent or I would just feel something shift in the energy in the room. So it's not always like I have a long story. That's why I say, like, do a blog. Be like, hey, so nothing's happened. And then today, you know, I, this weirdest thing, I was doing this. And all of a sudden, I smelled this perfume that I that I don't have. Like, where did it come from? Like, I, you know, I've tried communicating. You know, I don't know. I would find that. I find that stuff interesting. But Aww. then again, I write for a magazine that, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's what that's what it is, is like, paranormal stories like you know and that's why like when i saw you on sky's post that you, you you've had these experiences i had to reach out because i i want to hear these stories and i know my my readers they want to hear these stories too 
because the people that buy the magazine are the people that know that it's not always demons or evil spirits. It's, you know, somebody's grandma, somebody's grandfather, someone's mom, sister, brother, dad. They just want to hear a story. You know, they just want their story shared. And I find that so fascinating. Like, I don't know. Like, I, like I'm the type of person that would go to the mall and just people watch just yeah. and be like, Oh, that, you know, that person, you know, sometimes I, you know, make fun of them. You're like, Oh, look at that person. But <laughs> I mean, we all do it, but like, I, you know, I always wondered, Oh, what's their story or what's their story, you know? And now you've got a captive, you know, a captive audience. You got these spirits that are, are coming to you and, and, and say, hey, you know, this is what happened. Or can you say this? Or can you, you know, can you share this message? Like, that's awesome. Like, yeah. and then you got, oh, we got a demon house <laughs> coming up at nine o'clock tonight. I, I don't know. I just, sometimes the paranormal community, like, makes me laugh. And other times it disgusts me. Yeah. I, well, they have been at it a long time. Like they've made it, they started out on YouTube, you know, now they're on the travel channel. So I don't know, but they've had a team from day one. Some of us don't have teams. Some of us are like me in a small town with no real haunted, creepy places. Sky solo. Yeah. If I was in Indiana, we would totally have some kind of team set up. We 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 have to schedule a time. Yes. Like you come out here, like I'll take a week I'll, I'll take a week's vacation. Like we'll sky <laughs> you me and we yes. can get a couple other people and we can go into and to these places. I like I said, I want to to know what's happening with you because yeah, I know these places have spirits that want to communicate and, you know, they communicate with the cat balls. They communicate with the music box or other, you know, trigger devices. But like I said, you're a conduit to share their message. And, and, and that's why, you know, I wanted to write about you. That's why I want to write about sky, you know, and, and all these other women, because you guys are what's right in the paranormal community and what we should be focusing on in the community, the community, instead of demons, <laughs> like, don't get oh. me wrong. De- there are demons. Absolutely. People can be possessed, but it's not as common as, as the public is being made to believe. Yeah. Most of these people are just like me. I know like when, when I die and if I become a spirit, I'm going to be the one that likes to play tricks and jokes on each other (laughs) or on other people, because that's, that's how I, that's how I am as a person. So I know like, like I'm going to, you know, I'll move stuff. I'll I'll totally move (laughs) stuff. I'll, I'll like, you're going to be a menace. (laughs) I, I will. That's the funny thing, you know? So like, I, I, have you thought about like when you pass? Like, are you like? I like to think, what kind of spirit would I be? What do you know? What kind of spirit you would be? I kind of have like an inkling. Um, I I also have like part of clairvoyancy is having the crazy dreams. So I travel in my sleep like a lot, like almost every night. It's very vivid. It feels so real. So I'm sure that whenever I die and become a ghost, I'm definitely going to be traveling. Like I'd probably visit my loved ones too, but I'm going to see everything that I wasn't able to see in this life. I'm kind of excited to see what, like, like, obviously I I love my life and I, you know, I want to live a long one, but I also want to see like what the other side is like, you know, that's what intrigues me. Yeah, I'm excited for it, too. I'm so scared of dying, though. The actual thought of dying, it seems so scary. But I know that you'll have your whole spiritual team there, like your guardian angels or, you know, whatever you believe in. 
but I, I'm so scared of dying, but I'm excited for the afterlife. <laughs> and that's, and that's why we're all part of the paranormal. That's why they call yeah. us crazy. That that's why <laughs> yeah. they call us crazy. There it is. <laughs> I've taken up enough of your time. I really appreciate you sitting down and, and talking with me. I really yeah. enjoyed our conversation. It was fun. Yeah. Um, uh, we we will have we'll probably have to do it again for the story because uh, yeah. it's going to be it's a series uh, right now it's like a three or four part series of featuring different people and and you and Sky are going to be one one part of that so great I love it <laughs> oh I'm glad also while I was sitting here um, it's funny you mentioned your your family. And uh, I assume Vern is related to you. Yeah. They they followed me on <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah. So that I was just, so she could watch it because she watched the one with Sky. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Say so. Here, I'm gonna stop the recording now. Okay. Figure this out real quick and. Re